Hello everyone, Dr. Anna Kabeca here today, and we're gonna to talk about cancer, and we're gonna talk about this, what we're doing about cancer, how it's commonly treated, and then what we really can do to empower ourselves if we've had cancer, and other people that we know, and also how to prevent ever having the diagnosis of cancer. And today, one of my longtime friends, I've known Dr. Lee Aaron Keneally, my gosh, for over a decade, we determined. <laughs> it's been a while anyway, and she is really a shining star in this area of integrative med medicine, alternative medicine, and has her own absolute, um, I want to say intuitive specialty in cancer, cancer prevention, cancer, working with cancer clients, and just a tremendous degree of empathy as well as her own personal journey that went that she will talk with us about here today, and I'm excited for that as well. So Dr. Leeran Keneally, um, her background, she attended the University of Texas School of Public Health and then attended the University of Health Sciences Chicago Medical School. She completed her postgraduate training at the Harbor UCLA Medical Center in Los Angeles. Talk about trial by fire, right? And yeah. she soon realized that conventional medicine had limited returns, and she went into deep understanding of alternative approaches and complementary um, therapy. She is a well-sought-after speaker and educator, and you will find this out immediately, probably in our first minute of talking with her. She's out there on the West Coast in California, and she has um, an amazing clinic out there. The uh, She'll talk to us about that today and her center of medicine, and also really she has published currently an amazing book called The Cancer Revolution, and this discusses her program to reverse and prevent cancer, and it's now available on Amazon. So, Leeran, it is great to have you here today. So thank you for being with us. Oh, it's great to be here and see you, Anna, and see all the wonderful things you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's get started. Let's talk about your journey and, you know, what's brought you to this point. Well, and why is cancer prevention and reversal your passion? Right. So my story started a long time ago in the 50s. I was born in the 50s and my mother was pregnant with me and uh, she started bleeding. I'm number three of six children, and she started bleeding in her pregnancy, and as you know, being an OBGYN, that's like a scary thing for a female, and so she went to the doctor, and they gave her a drug at the time called DES, diethylstobestrol, and there was actually a famous movie called The Wonder Drug uh, about this uh, drug, well, anyway, uh, life goes on and I'm born and 16 years later, my parents receive a letter stating, oh, you took DES and so now you need to be checked for cancer and, uh, and hormone problems and all these other problems because that now we find that after the use of that drug, there are multiple complications and of course they stopped using the drug. So I was living at Texas, in Texas at the time, and MD Anderson is the big cancer institution there. So unfortunately and or fortunately, I was going there to get checked and get pep smears and to get all kinds of things. So I, my whole life has been getting checked and checked and checked and all kinds of things. But more importantly, in a personal note and personal journey, I'm like, I've got to figure this out. Fortunately, I was, I was directed towards science. 
I went to, I majored in biology in college, and then I went to UT School of Public Health. I did my paper on DES, because that's a personal interest, so I wanted to know it and know it and know it. Mm -hmm. And then I went to medical school, and so I had lots of hormonal problems. I never had a period two year, two months in a row, never in my whole life. I'm 60 years old now, never. So I never had, I was excited when I had a period. I was like, oh my God, I have a period on my own. So I know it sounds really strange, but it's the way it was. And so unfortunately, though, not having your period makes you a little cuckoo. And I went to doctors and they said, okay, just do the birth control. Well, oh my God, taking the birth control pill. I went to a guy from Harvard. He told me, oh, you got to get on the birth control pill. The birth control pill, I gained like 15 pounds. I felt terrible. It wasn't the pill for me. Anyway, after trials and trials, I finally figured out a pill because I didn't know better at the time that what the pill problem was. And so anyway, I took the pill, but I'm telling you, it changed me literally physically. I mean, it yeah, you're not so, alone in that for sure. Yeah, it, it totally like, I mean, it altered me, altered me, my physiology, my physical body. I know they will deny this all the way, but I'm telling you, I live in this body. I know what's going on. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I, you know, become a doctor. I'm, you know, going through life and everything. And all of a sudden I find progesterone. Okay. So I find progesterone when I'm like, 30, give or take. Well, progesterone at the time was not available in a cream. It wasn't available in pills. It wasn't available like, like, you know, you would like it to be. So I had to give myself injections of progesterone to have a period because I wanted to get off the pill. So in order to have a regular cycle, I had to give myself two weeks of progesterone shots and they're really heavy duty shots in oil, which you know, Anna. And anyway, that saved my, I'll be honest, that saved my life because it made me less crazy because let's face it, hormones are the most um, amazing drugs in your body that cause you to be happy and sad and, and all kinds of things all at the same time. So I was fortunate. And then, you know, I, I, had, I helped myself with progesterone. Then I wanted to get pregnant. I couldn't get pregnant. So I tried to get pregnant by myself, couldn't get pregnant, go to infertility doctors. I finally get pregnant. I would not have, you know, I would not have been able to get pregnant on my own. So anyway, I have gone through a lot of hormonal roller coasters because of the way I was born. And second of all, I had to take infertility drugs and that puts you on a major roller coaster. So, you know, your mess becomes your message. What can I say, Anna? And so I'm here today because how my whole life is how not to get cancer and how to fix people's hormones. I can't hear you. And now you're here in, in Irving, California at the Center for New Medicine, and you've created this really complex, this haven for people to get well with the most current, you know, science-based plus your clinical expertise. I mean, all these practices you've put together. Talk, to, tell us about your practice there at the Center for New Medicine and the, you know, the different modalities that you're finding. Then I want you to give um, a case example and I'll ask you. Right, so, this, so we have the Center for New Medicine. So that is for the person who just wants to come in and optimize and restore their body. Maybe they have nothing going on or they have a few things going on. 
and they just want them fixed. And the other doctors have said there's nothing wrong. Then I have the next all combined is we have the Cancer Center for Healing. So we have patients from all over the world who come because they've been diagnosed. And most of the patients, unfortunately, are people who've already exhausted every conventional pathway. And then they come to me and they want me to fix them. I do have a lot of patients now more than ever really seeking out prevention and early detection, which we are experts at. And so, and that's what I'm trying to awaken people because, you know, people don't worry about something until they're broken. We've got to change that mentality. We've got to, we've got to restore health. We've got to optimize the human mind and body, which we can. We can today. Right now, today, we can turn anyone into the creature they need to be. And the world's going to be a happier place when people are happy. So when the body and mind are restored, they're better wives, they're better husbands, they're better employees, they're better family member, and they're a better employee. And we see now the benefit of functional integrative medicine, how it gets the body in complete working order. And so my clinic is devoted to a patient getting them to take care of themselves, self-care management, because we can't afford sickness anymore. We can't. So we've got to teach people how to take care of themselves and get them on their own to do what they need to do. Yeah, no, I'm into that for sure. Now, in this, like, what are some of the, like, what would you say in your, in your experience are some of the key ways that you're able to detect early cancer? Okay, so that's a great question. So before a lump or bump appears, okay, a lot happens. From one cancer cell to the tumor on a scan, on an ultrasound, is 10 years. So we know that there's something happening in the body. So the couple of the blood tests you want to do on a patient or anybody listening wants to do with their doctor is a CRP. C-reactive protein, which is a non-specific marker for inflammation, slight elevations. The normal should be less than one. So even slight elevations, 1.2, 1.5, 1.8 are all indications that something is off in your body. And you know, Newsweek and Time 10 years ago at front row, front and center cover of inflammations, the precursor to illnesses. So this is old news, but what doctors are checking it? So that's one thing. The other thing is the hemoglobin A1C. The hemoglobin A1C is a reflection of your sugar level over 90 days. That is not only a sign of sugar, but it's a sign of aging, something called glycation. Glycation is cross-linking of the body that making the body stiff and making the body aged. So that is also. Now, DHEA which is the hormone of stress, immune, and longevity. We know that DHEA is so powerful in the human mind and body. If you take DHEA, you reduce all illnesses 80%. So we've got, do doctors check that? No, they don't check it. Um, The other thing that also is very helpful is something called quantitative HCG, just the quantitative and a regular blood test. So I will start with that. Yes, there's tumor markers, but I have patients with stage four cancer, their tumor markers are normal. You can't use 
Yeah, this is really important because I want to emphasize this to our listeners is that you go in for your routine blood work and are told that everything's normal. By the time cancer shows, I mean, by the time any abnormalities show up in your blood, cancer's been brewing. And I've had clients with cancer diagnosed and their labs were normal except for the CRP. I'll never forget having a client come in. I agree. You know, I think that hemoglobin A1C, the highly sensitive CRP and DHEAS when you're doing serum levels are three of the four most important blood tests to do. And, and so that's really a critical, those are critical. We need to know those numbers and watch them stay optimal. But I had a client come in, Leanne, who was um, coming in for her routine you know, but for me, I just assessed her and she was like a heart attack waiting to happen. So I do her HSCRP and um, her level was 101. I sent her up for oncology workup. She had metastatic um, cancer and, you know, she unfortunately passed away three months later. However, if someone had been looking at those levels, you know, and well in advance could have turned the tide and, and helped her tremendously. So I, I, I can't emphasize that. The yeah, because, because it's something that any doctor can order and it's covered by insurance. Yes, exactly. So that's a really nice, beautiful screening. Now, if we want to do some other testing, Anna, the other blood test I do is something called the cancer profile. It's done by a laboratory in, Amer- in Florida called American Metabolic Laboratories. Yes. And they do HCG, which is the hormone of pregnancy and malignancy. They do the hormone of hypoxia. If you have low oxygen levels, remember Otto Warburg got the Nobel Prize that cancer thrives and we go through, it's, it goes in an anaerobic metabolism. So if you have low oxygen, you have an environment for cancer and all other medical problems. So it's a great indicator. Then it, of course, it checks GGT, which is a liver enzyme. It's the most sensitive liver enzyme. It checks DHEA sulfate, and it checks your thyroid because your thyroid is also low thyroid. You're higher predisposed to cancer. So it's a beautiful, it's like 400 and something dollars, but it's worth the testing. Now, the another test that I'm able to do to detect is if something is a millimeter in size, Anna, one millimeter, that's a pencil line, it's already releasing circulating tumor cells and stem cells. So let's say you don't have a visible mass, you feel nothing, you don't have lumps, bumps anywhere in your body, you go and do a full body MRI or a full body CT scan and you find nothing. Doesn't mean you don't have anything because cancer is teeny tiny and microscopic. So if you do the circulating tumor cells, which is a blood test that it's done all over the world. Now, I will tell you, I use a particular lab and the lab I use is in Greece. And the reason why I use that lab, it is because I've compared by sending my own patient's blood test to all different labs, including the United States, because of course it'd make my life easier for United States lab would provide. Well, all the labs I sent, and I sent like 25, they all were erroneous results. And I knew that because I already knew what the patient had. So I can't use that lab. So I use the lab called RGCC. And they've been around for 13 years. I have visited the lab because I always go visit wherever I'm sending my patients because I've got to know that this is the right thing. And this is a person of integrity running this lab. And Dr. Papitsaru is an MD, PhD in molecular genetics. 
He's brilliant. He's in his 40s. I've spent a lot of time with him. And their testing shows their accuracy of about 85.6%, something like that, give or take. If I sent your cholesterol to 10 different labs, just cholesterol, I'd get 10 different numbers. So another test that I utilize is something called RGCC circulating tumor cells. The name of the lab is called RGCC. The test I do is called circulating tumor cells. So if something is growing in your body, it starts from one cell and then multiplies and multiplies and multiplies. And when it gets big enough, you know, at the size of a millimeter, one millimeter, that's one pencil line, it's already releasing circulating stem cells and tumor cells. Those are cells that are responsible for 95% of metastasis. So that can start before you get the tumor. So oftentimes, if I've had a patient who wants to come in and say, you know, my mom had ovarian cancer, my mom had breast cancer, my mom, and I go, okay, well, let's do all the tests. Let's do the testing. And I can figure it out. I have a two girls from uh, sisters from Texas and Austin, Texas, and they came in, they're 40 years old, give or take, one's 40, one's 42, and they came in because their whole family had cancer, and sure enough, I find ovarian cancer in one of the girls and breast cancer in the other, but their scans are normal. Their scans are completely normal. So a normal scan does not mean you don't have cancer, and this is what people need to understand. But look, typical blood test, if they're all normal, doesn't mean you don't have cancer. You, we must do this prevention and early, early detection. The cure for cancer is not treatment, but prevention. Prevention, 100%, yes. Yeah, and people don't want to prevent things. They don't want to prevent a heart attack. They don't want to prevent disease, unfortunately, because we're conditioned like, oh, you just go into the doctor when something's broken and he or she gives you a drug. But drugs don't fix problems. They don't unravel the problems. So like you said earlier, that lab test show you when things are really bad, when, you, when, when, when cells start to ha confront their issues with garbage and bad nutrition and or stress, there's a dis-ease that is taking place that we can figure out early, early on by doing other testing, the testing I'm saying, and then I do a lot of bioenergetic And so we can fix people at the cellular level by fixing all their chemistries, fixing all their hormones, helping them adjust stress, doing all of their nutritional biochemistry, fixing their gut, fixing their allergies, detoxing them, all of that is fixing the person. And so this idea of just giving a drug to for the blood pressure, for the diabetes, for anything, is not going to fix them. It may be helpful in an emergency. Yes, we are great in emergencies. If you want to be anywhere in the world, United States is the premier country in the world for an emergency. Well, I, yeah, that's so true. And I think the point here is to, for us, like to know that at any time or another, we can have circulating cancer cells in our body and it's our body's responsibility to turn those cancer cells off. So as like the functional medicine approach and, and looking at this level, when we, when tumor cells are 
you know, proliferating, they're increasing in size and number, it's because they can't be turned off, right? The normal apoptotic mechanisms are working. So we need to create at the cellular level, healthy cell to cell communication. So unhealthy cell is told by healthy mama cell to behave, turn off, and I'm going to eat you and let you, or you're going to go away. Because we all have cancer. Like you said, we all have cancer cells every day. We're making cancer cells. But we have an immune system that is like Pac-Man eating the cancer cells, destroying them. We have a, a, a program called apoptosis, which is programmed cancer cell death, owned by our P53 gene. If you just look up P53, it's our own internal mechanism of biologically hacking cancer cells. And it's amazing. <laughs> Yes, upregulated by bioidentical progesterone, which is our friend. So that's a good um, segue into talking about hormones and cancer because, you know, in working with women in menopause, et cetera, women are so afraid of hormones causing cancer. And let's talk about some of the reality and myths around that. Right, because every time I have a patient, they, because back when the Women's Health Initiative, they went through using Premarin and Provera, which are synthetic hormones, and so they scared everybody away, but they found out it was the drugs that were causing the problems, the the actual unique medicines that they were causing the problem, especially Provera, which is a synthetic progesterone. But biologically identical hormones have been around for many, many years, okay? It's nothing new. It's been around for a very long time. You only want to use biologically identical hormones, period, for any patient because hormones work in a lock and key. If anyone's gone to the lock store, to locksmith store to get a key made and they come back and check to see if it works and like, no, it doesn't work because there's one little thing missing. That's the way hormones work in the body. So we have to have biologically hormones. And then there's so much information and so much disinformation about hormones. But hormones will save your life, literally, literally. So we have in women, let's talk about women and we'll talk about men in a second. So women have basically four hormonal systems. They have their thyroid. The thyroid is the battery to your body. You've got your pancreas, which controls the blood sugar, which is your insulin and glucagon, because if you have high sugar, you have, you have a higher tendency for disposition to hormone problems. You have your ovaries, which make estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. And then you have your adrenals, which make 100 gland. The main hormone is DHEA sulfate. So in every cancer patient, no matter what their cancer is, I look at all their hormones because they, be, they aren't functional if they don't have good hormones. And now when there is one uh, cautionary tale, and that is women with estrogen receptor positive, progesterone receptor positive cancer. We have to be way more delicate, but there's other things we can do like use DHEA to help them. And so you could, there's other things you can do to help them with that. And I usually, well, once I have a breast cancer patient with estrogen receptor positive, I wait time to make sure they're perfectly A-OK, and then I will give them hormones because every single study, every single study shows up until 2017 that biologically identical hormones in women and men help prevent Alzheimer's, help prevent cancer, help prevent heart disease, help prevent inflammation, or antioxidants, it helps preserve their bones, 
both present every bodily function. And so not taking hormones will be create more havoc in your body than taking yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And especially in the work that I've been, you know, because of Jolva, and I include DHA in that, looking at DHA and breast cancer, looking at androgens and breast cancer, and the tremendous safety profiles and the work that have been that's been done. I mean, Dr. Rebecca Glazer, uh, working with breast cancer patients and using testosterone pellets, and and her her you know long term studies and, and case studies looking at the improvement in overall conditions that create a tremendous amount of um, restricted quality of life, like osteoporosis and bone disease and mental wariness. Yes, right. Yes. Huge. No, that's a great point. And I think it's so important to look at, you know, restoring levels. Let's go through a case. Like say I'm the 51 year old woman who comes to you who, um, you know, maybe she hasn't been to her GYN or anything in, in a few years and she is having some brain fog, weight gain, difficulty sleeping, like typical perimenopausal patient. (laughs) And, um, you know, the usual coming in and saying, you know, I just, I'm feeling off, you know, this is a very early, maybe preventative workup. What would right. you do? Or, or premenopausal, or like they're in that bridge in that between, yes. In that transition. So, yeah, so every, anyway, you always want to listen to the patient. That's yeah. the key thing in medicine, yeah. is we have lost the art of listening, because that patient has all the answers. A hundred years ago, what did doctors have to do? Because there were no drugs. They had their own apothecary in their office. They made their potions and lotions in their office. And they had they didn't have sophisticated blood testing. They didn't have sophisticated salivatized testing. They didn't have all this incredible testing that we have available today to really pinpoint everything. But they did, what they did is they listened to the patient because the patient is living in their own body. And they have all the answers. So it's really important that doctors and find a doctor who will listen to you. And then because you will be able to ascertain just by listening what patients need. Now, of course, now we live in 2017. I'm able to ascertain and determine and measure the blood testing of the patients of all their hormones. Like I said, I check pregnenolone, which is the grandmother of all hormones, the DHEA, the thyroid, the blood sugar, the ovarian hormones, all the adrenal hormones. We can check all that and fix people really quickly, you know, restore their functionality very quickly. They become alive with hormones. And so I individually will will fix all of the hormones depending. You have to check the pituitary hormones, which is the FSH and LH, to determine are they in menopause or are they in premenopause? And also women fluctuate. One month they're fine, the next month they're not fine. So we've got to figure out because you don't want to give someone estrogen that doesn't need it because then they complain they're gaining weight. And like that's every woman's enemy is gaining weight, right? So we have to we have to decipher that, but we have the ability to do that and decipher. So I tell people we've got to fix all the hormones, not just the female hormones of estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, but the adrenals, the thyroid. How are you sleeping? If you don't sleep right, you're going to affect your hormones, correct? If you are not eating with a good lifestyle, you're going to affect your hormones. And another big thing today now is toxicity toxicity. There's so many xenoestrogens. Xeno is the Greek word for foreign. There's so many xenoestrogens in the environment 
that I have every single one of my patients, whether you have cancer or you just come in to get optimized, I have them all detoxed on a regular basis because now we have chemicals that are obesogens causing obesity. We have chemicals that are causing diabetes. We have chemicals causing cancer. We all have to live in detox. When, when, when we have autism at one in 36, you know the children or the canaries in the mind, there's something wrong. And we can't put our head in the sand any longer. We have got to set up our human race, period. Absolutely. So with that, Learen, you know, one of the really big things that I did in my practice as a gynecologist is when clients came in, the first thing that I would do with them pretty much um, after their extensive questionnaire was have them do a detox program. And it really included modified elimination, elimination diet, a three-day fast with a protein shake, and also um, detoxification support with phase one and phase two, as well as usually giving them some bioidentical progesterone cream or, or right. capsules. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's that right. You got it. Yeah, and, it is. And a little testosterone if their level's low because that creates a sense of well-being. And so, and then of course the adrenals, you probably have to mostly all one people, all people. And it doesn't matter what age now. I have 25 year olds. I check all their hormones because young people are having old people's problems. So you've got to fix the adrenals in a 25-year-old or a 30-year-old or the boys, the boys that come in here, young men, 25, 26, 30 years old. A lot of them have low testosterone because of the xenoestrogens. And Rachel Carson, I don't know if you're familiar with that book, um, Silent Spring. Your readers need to read it. She forecasted 50 years ago all of this. And she wrote a book. She wrote a book about what she was seeing in nature. She was seeing transgender in nature. She was seeing hermaphrodites, which is a male and a female in the same species. She was seeing all of the sexual changes that are taking place in nature. So no one paid attention. And now we have all the problems we have today with autism and medical problems galore in young people. Young people aren't supposed to be sick. I used to tell people, you know, you have a warranty until you're 40, but you don't anymore. Unfortunately, you don't. And it's sad because we, if we, like I said, if you, true wealth is health, period. Absolutely. I like that. True wealth is health. Yes. If you don't have health, you are not able to do anything. Literally, you're paralyzed. You're you're frozen. You can't do anything. So we, you know, we've got to change, and we've got to be open to changes as long as they're not detrimental to the patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely, and I think that just makes all the difference. So, Learen, coming to your clinic in. Um, the Center for New Medicine or the Center for Cancer Healing, right? Right. That you have. So in part of your workup, the lab testing, the physical exam, what are some of your, like, what is hormones and using hormones? Now, are you a low-dose hormone person, a re- you know, um, reenacting the menstrual cycle hormone person? I don't know. What? Well, that's so funny you ask that, you know, because I've done it all, and I'm very familiar with the Wiley Protocol. Mm But unfortunately, the Wiley protocol is very high dosages of estrogen. 
Now, what happens when women have very high dosages? They get very, very, they get very overweight. So you don't. So I have tried it long, long time ago because I knew uh, Wiley and I read her book before she it came out. And I'm like, wait, this is no way this is going to work on most people. All right. So, but you know, everything's worth an experimentation and patients are willing to experiment to see. And I, my philosophy is, Anna, is that every individual is an original ah, and no, no one is the same. And so what you do is you treat the patient with the problem, not the problem of the patient. So I, I as, as individuals, our fingerprint is the insides are just as different. So you've got to figure out what's right. You, luckily, I have an amazing intuition to know how to treat a patient. I was, you know, that's God given. It is what it is. So I usually know how to fix each patient. And I know, of course, I validate it <clears throat> with blood tests and everything just to make sure we got to know that. Um, but I, I kind of know what to give each patient. And then the Wiley protocol is very complicated. Like, okay, every day you're changing something. Well, people are busy. They don't have time to think about that much about everything. They really, really don't. And then I don't know, do we want to be a 30 year old and women don't want to have their periods in it. So, you know, I, I think, um, <clears throat> I, I, I think, uh, if, if, you know, people read about it and that's what they want to do. I kind of go, okay, we'll try it for a month. You'll know in a month. <clears throat> You'll know in a month if it's something that's going to work for you. Uh, but most of the time I'm able to achieve it with transdermal and, you know, a lot of transdermal when I use estrogen and obviously testosterone, it's always transdermal. Progesterone can be transdermal and or oral. And so I, I, I tell people, it's like, what makes you feel great? That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, no, each person's different. Like you said, each um, individual is original. I love that quote. You come up with these great one-liners, which are fantastic. So I think that, I mean, that's absolutely true. And I've been, you know, looking, and I've swung the gamut too in my practice where I used to do a lot of supplements to doing a little to really fixing. And that's, you know, part of Mighty Maka was creating some of the best in something easy that's like a food, right? As much as possible. And and I went the gamut from higher doses to lower doses, but really kind of the philosophy now is, you know, our, our, when we start our periods, there's that transition phase, right? Correct. We want to honor that. We don't want to subdue it with birth control pills. Why would we do that at the end of our life either or at the end of our periods either? And, it, and like, because we need that neurochemistry shift. We need to have that fluctuation, that dip and, and um, withdrawal period too, in an essence, for the neurotransmitter effect. But then we want the to just rejuvenate and maintain and support our body systems and, and the way it works together to prevent disease and to prevent any disease associated with inflammation when we're doing it right. Because it's not aging that's a disease, it's inflammation that's a disease. And I know that's your approach as well, so I honor that. And so I think having these, you know, physiologic, healthy physiologic levels, not necessarily the levels that we had at, at 30. At, exactly. And you'll know, cause the patient's going to say, you know what, I feel great. Or no, this is a little off. Like I had a patient come in, she's got, she has breast cancer and she's still pre-menopause, she's not in menopause. And she'll go, wow, Dr. Keneally, I feel like my estrogens are high and low and high because I feel really good. And then all of a sudden I feel achy because when you don't have estrogen, it's an estrogen's an anti-inflammatory. People don't realize that. 
And so I said, okay, well, we're going to do this little experiment measuring them it's when you feel this way and feel this way. Well, it's interesting. Her estrogen's really high and she feels great. <laughs> and then not so good when, she, when it's lower. So I tell people, but not everyone's like her. So you've got to, you can't just go, okay, yeah, everybody gets this cocktail because it doesn't work like that. It right. would make it easier, but it's not. So. Right, that's so true. And I know I could talk with you forever and we're run out of time, but yet um, so much more knowledge to glean from you. And you have your book. Tell us about your book, where to get it, and also how people can schedule with you, learn more from you as well. Because Right, I well, I wrote the book, The Cancer Revolution, because I wanted people to know what is out there and what's available. They think that surgery, chemo, and radiation is the only option. I tell people, look, First of all, early detection and prevention work. It is the cure for cancer. Number two, if you get diagnosed with cancer, partner with a quarterback functional integrative medicine that takes care of you. The oncologist, the surgeon does his job. The oncologist gives you the chemicals that you may or may not need, but you've got to have a quarterback doctor who's taking care of you, like fixing all your nutritional deficiency, fixing your hormone, teaching you how to detox, unraveling your mental stress and emotion, um, providing you with all the targeted supplements, checking your circulating tumor cells. And this is what I talk about in my book is, you know, you may get cancer. There's nothing wrong with partnering with 10 doctors. It doesn't matter. The better, the, the more, the better. But, but find someone who can be your quarterback and can tell you the good, bad, and the ugly. Most doctors don't tell you that, you know what? Chemotherapy is great, but it doesn't get all the cancer cells. There are cells that are chemosensitive and chemoresistant all at the same time. So what are they doing for all the chemoresistant cells? So that's what, what we do helps you manage all those things. And then um, don't ever give up. Never give up on yourself. Make sure you've got a group of people, cheerleaders for you to cheer you on because disease is not an impossible thing and do not become your diagnosis. Your diagnosis is a learning curve for you to understand and become enlightened. It is not a curse. Do not become your disease. Do not own your disease. And always, you're going to always have to address the mental, emotional countenance of every single person. Now, if anyone's interested, I have, you can read the book. The book is, in, it, it's perfect for really any disease, but for cancer, it's a guide. Every patient tells me that I had a lady from Ireland who ordered my book and came in to see me because it helps them elucidate the complexities of this cancer in very, very clear English language. And then if you just want to be healthy, you, you know, you, you, you treat you. And then if you're sick and on your deathbed, we treat you too. So we have an amazing team of practitioners for every discipline that patients need. And we have Disneyland for medicine at our office. Yes, we do. 